Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain spiritual momentum. Today's Casual Conversation features thoughts from Rev. Jim Thrower of Columbia, South Carolina, who will help us consider, what if we had just one month to live? What would we change? What would we keep the same? Let's join Pastor Scott and Rev. Thrower as they discuss one month to live. Welcome. It's great to uh, have you with me on Casual Conversation today. I'm your host, Scott Wade, and today's podcast, we are uh, returning to the uh, theme, One Month to Live with uh, Reverend Jim Thrower. Jim, it's great to have you on. Thanks, Scott. Good to be with you. I know that uh, we've been doing this now. We we talked just before we began the recording. We've been doing this now. It's our fourth one. If you don't mind, uh, kind of catch our listeners up on where we've been with this one month to live. Okay, Scott, be, I'll be happy to. Uh, it really begins to make more meaningful what we're doing when you begin to couple the ideas together. And so when we talked about one month to live, we were actually addressing the idea of how to live life with no regrets. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be marvelous to come to the end of life and Uh, Should any of us receive the diagnosis, you have 30 days to live, to be able to look at your life and say, you know what, I'm good. Uh, I don't need to go back and readdress anything. I'm right where God wants me to be. And so uh, we talked about some principles and some precepts that might be steps to follow in in having that happen. And we talked about uh, living life passionately. If we're going to come to the end of life and and say, you know what, everything's where it needs to be, then the idea of of living the abundant life that that Christ has called us to speaks loudly to us. Um, This whole idea of living life to the full, we use the image of the dash between the time we're born and the time that God calls us home, the dates on on a headstone, the, the dash in between is the life that we live. And I think God designs and desires for us to live it with a consciousness of what a gift it really is. The scriptures tell us that life is really very brief, uh, but a handbreadth, a miss, a nothing held back, wholeheartedly devoted to God, loving God with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and, and our neighbor uh, as ourselves. Loving God's one item, pretty, pretty simple for us. Loving our neighbor, that can be a little bit more difficult. Uh, but for us to be at the end of life, it means that we learn to love those who are easy to love, and we learn to love those who may be a little bit more difficult to love, but the point is that we do love them. Uh, Jesus didn't ask me, Jim, I want you to like everybody. He said, no, I want you to love everybody, and I said, well, Lord, I can't do that on my own, and he says, I know, and so that's why he graces us uh, to be able to love him fully and to love others with all, all of our hearts as well. And then we talked last time, I think, Scott, about the idea of discovering our why, living purposefully. Uh, when we do, there's tremendous benefit to us in that. But the whole idea of giving our lives to something bigger than us uh, is, is an exciting idea. Uh, when our plans become his plans, uh, life takes on a new direction, a new meaning in every day. So that's kind of where we were leading up to this last step in, in preparing to, uh, to have lived life with no regrets. Okay, I know that uh, you're going to get ready to talk to us about that next step. I want you to share with our listeners, if you would, where, where this whole idea 
came from? I think you told me you were reading a, a book or you had gotten some yeah, ideas I, from that. Yes. Several years ago, uh, I read a book by Carrie Shook entitled One Month to Live, thus the, the, the principles that we've been talking about. Uh, now, my approach to it has been far different than uh, Reverend Shook does in his book, but it's an intriguing uh, concept, Scott, uh, that, uh, I mean, Aristotle, the ancient Greek philosopher said, every man lives as though he's going to live a thousand years. And so we don't address death. It's, we don't address the idea of the brevity of life. And so we don't think about it in those contexts. And, and, and I came across also in my reading years and years past, a, a concept, uh, that a comment made by John Wesley, that Methodists die well. And I thought, well, that's an interesting thought. And so in my research, I went back a little further and, and uh, Wesley was deeply impacted in one of his missionary journeys to Georgia, from England to Georgia when he was a missionary there, a preacher there, uh, by the Moravians and how it was that in the storms that they encountered out at sea, they had such a calm and rest about them that it just really, really intrigued him and Wesley actually devoted a lot of time to researching how to help people prepare to end life. And, and so uh, it is said of Methodists uh, that they die well, at least the early Methodists. And in fact, I have a quote here by one of the uh, doctors. Uh, it says, Wesley's mediation of the art of dying was so successful that the early Methodists were known for their good deaths. Now, that's a fascinating concept, and a physician who, create, who treated several of them uh, made the claim to Charles Wesley, most people die for fear of dying, but I never met with such people as yours. He says, they are none of them afraid of death, but are calm and patient and resigned to the last. And so the idea that you can come to the end of your life and, and be at, at absolute peace and rest is a really uh, intriguing thought for me. And I, I think that's the way God designs that we as his followers should come to the end of it. Hi, this is John with Momentum Ministries. In his book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, John Maxwell talks about the law of the big mo, momentum. He says it's a leader's best friend that when you have it, the future looks bright and obstacles feel small. In many ways, that's our longing at Momentum Ministries, to be a good friend, to come alongside and support you in ways that enhance your life, to help you attain, maintain, and regain spiritual momentum. Thanks for giving us that opportunity. We're truly honored. All right. So um, we're living passionately, we're loving fully, mm -hmm. and we're living purposefully. What's the last step? The last step uh, may be the most challenging of, of all, uh, Scott. It is to leave uh, boldly. Uh, and of course, I think when I, when I think of the scriptures, uh, there are four elements involved in leaving boldly that I want to share with you today. The first is this, that we leave uh, this life resolutely. Uh, by that, I, I look at a verse in Luke 9, 51, and it says, as the time approached for him, meaning Jesus, to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. 
Now, we tend to think of, of someone being resolute as resolved, and I'm not talking about this clenched teeth, you know, idea that I'm just kind of resolved to this is going to be the way that it is. But when you define the word resolute in the terms that's being described about Jesus, it meant that he was unwavering. He was uncompromising, unswerving. He determined, steadfast, faithful, loyal, sure, all of the kind of definitions given to the word that excite me as a, as a follower of Jesus. I want my life to be patterned after his because when we as followers of Jesus see the, the end of life coming and if everything's where it should be, we can just, as Jesus set his face to Jerusalem resolutely to follow through with his father's will, we can follow in obedience as well. So being resolute, is the first element in leaving uh, this life boldly. But there's a second element, and that is to leave uh, trustingly, resting in the promises of the Lord, of the one who called us unto himself. One of the reasons that we can be so resolute, Scott, is that we know that his promises are true. We can place the full weight of our trust upon him, uh, this idea that Paul communicated in Philippians, that he who began a good work in us will carry it on to completion. God doesn't start something that he wants to stop midway. His desire is to complete in us, to, to take to its intended end that which he has begun in us until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, that simply means until we see him face to face. Now, certainly we're a work in progress, but God is shaping and molding and conforming us into his likeness all the way until we see him face to face. Amen. Uh, I like what, what Hebrews says about Jesus uh, when it comes to facing uh, life's end. It says, Jesus, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus looked right into the face of the end of life. For him, it was a cruel cross. And yet the Bible says, for a joy set before him. Scott, what did Jesus see? The fulfillment of his father's will, the promise of the father becoming a reality. And, and I think, as those who have been called to him, that's his promise to us. We can face life as he faced life, and we can face the end of life as he faced uh, the end of life. So we face life resolutely. Uh, the end, we, we leave boldly. If we're resolute, we leave boldly if we're trusting. But, but there's a third element I want to share with you, and that is to, to leave fearlessly. Uh, I don't think uh, Jesus was, in, in, in the human side of it, the Bible says in the Garden of Gethsemane, he sweat great drops of blood. It was difficult. Father, if, if, if there's any way that this cup would, could be passed from, you know, I, I hear and feel uh, in measure what he was talking about there. Uh, there is that unknown when we think about the end of life. Uh, but if we face one month to live in the way that God designs us to, we will face it without fear. 
We'll face it rather with hope. Uh, 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 enabled by God's grace uh, and the person of the Holy Spirit, I think, Scott, to look beyond the veil of this world and to embrace every promise given by Christ of his Father's provision for those who trust in him. I listened to Jesus in, in John 14 when he told his disciples who were troubled about the idea that he would be leaving them. Uh, he said, you believe in God. You know, let, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house, he said, are many mansions. If it weren't so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I do, I'll come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, you may be also. Do you understand? There is no break in that. I love what, what, uh, what Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica when he said, brothers and sisters, we do not want you uninformed about those who sleep in death uh, so that you do not grieve like those who have no hope. Uh, the reality of it is the, the first century Christians, when they began to see their brothers and sisters slip off into eternity, they were looking for Christ to come back so quickly. They were wondering, what do we do? What's happening now? I love Paul's imagery. It, he looks at death as, as sleep and rest. To, to sleep here, go to sleep here, and to open one's eye in heaven, that's not a bad idea. You know, in fact, it is said of the early Christians that they refused to say goodbye at their funeral services. They simply said goodnight. I'll see you in the morning. You know, uh, I kind of believe that in the moment we, we close our eyes here, uh, we, we open them in the, and, and in the, the first face we'll see will be the face of Jesus. The first breath of air we draw will be the celestial airs of heaven. I, I believe that God is, is that close to us. And so uh, we fearlessly uh, come to the, to, the, to the idea that 30 days to live may be before us with the idea that I have hope that is unshakable. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The reality of it is, if we believe in him, uh, this idea of death as defined by the world is a different animal to us. God's promise is that that same resurrection life that he raised, that God raised Jesus with from the dead is at work in us. That's a promise. That's a hope. That's a trust that we can have. And then finally, the last element is to, to leave with confidence. To leave boldly means that we leave life confident. The Apostle Paul told his young protege, Timothy, I know whom I have believed. And I uh, am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day, that the day of his coming. Jesus taught resurrection. Paul believed and taught resurrection. It is your hope. It is my hope. It is the hope of all who will trust in him. I think it's fascinating, Scott. John Wesley said, Methodists die well. And here's the key. The secret to dying well is living well. So if we live passionately and we love fully and we live purposefully, we can leave boldly. That's the promise of God to us 
in his word. I heard uh, David Jeremiah talking the other day about something that kind of intrigued me. He said uh, in a message he was preaching, someone had told him this when he was a young man and it stayed with him. And he said, God's man in the center of God's will is immortal until God is finished with him. And so I think when we live in the knowledge that he guides and directs and ordains and leads and blesses and favors us in our, in our paths of life, we're okay. And uh, have you seen the, the movie that's out, uh, The Jesus Revolution? No, I have not. Uh, it's, uh, it's about Chuck Smith and Chal uh, Calvary Chapel out in California in the 70s. The, the, we're, we're the, my generation, the hippies, uh, came to faith. Many thousands of them came to faith in Christ. And uh, anyway, I, I was researching a little bit about that before we went to see the movie. I, I came upon something, and it was Chuck Smith's uh, headstone. You talk about date of birth, the dash in between. And it says on his, it has his birth date, and it has the dash in between, but it doesn't say death. It says move to heaven and the date that he, that he did so. Isn't that really the essence of, of what, we're, what we're talking about? You know, yeah. God's desire is that we live a life in such a fashion that we come to the end of life and we, we're not leaping back through to see if there's some undone business with God or with other people that we need to take care of. God made, it is my heart, it is my desire, it's the longing of my life to live in such a fashion is that uh, there's no question. I've told people, Scott, all my life that one of the greatest gifts you can give to anyone is so that when, is that when you die, no one asks, were they a Christian? Let's live passionately, love fully, live purposefully so we can leave boldly. Amen. Amen. Jim, I'd like to, uh, to pray uh, not only for our listeners today, but I'd like to pray for you as well. Okay. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Lord, we've learned so much on this uh, four-month journey of one month to live. We've learned that we can uh, live with passion and we can love with abandon and, and we can find our why. And we can make it into heaven uh, with confidence and boldness. It's nothing that we do. It's all because of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. I thank you for Jim and how he has taught us and how your Holy Spirit has filled him with this message. And I pray that as this message resonates with our listeners, that, that Jim and I also would be blessed in our souls and strengthened in our faith and Yes. made to be more like Jesus the way we live so that we can be more like Jesus the way we die. So bless Jim and Connie and their family. I pray your hand to be upon them in the days to come as they serve you and bless all our listeners today. I pray in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Jim. Is there anything else that you'd like to add be before we conclude this series? Oh, no, my brother, I'll tell you what, I, I don't know that I've handled it as adequately as I wish I could have, but uh, I, I, this idea, Scott, uh, that we just can, can come to the, to the 
conclusion of our journey and know that everything that we could have done, we've done. Probably a pretty good place for all of us. Well, Jim, I know we talked before the uh, episode uh, started that uh, I'd like to have you think of something else because right. I certainly I certainly have enjoyed this and I want you to come back on Casual Conversation. Thank you to all our listeners as well. I appreciate you being on. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at www.momentumministries.org. That's www.momentumministries with two M's in the middle.org. Thank you and have a great day.